up everybody welcome back championship leadership podcast this is your host nate bailey and i'm excited for today's guest but before we get too much further into that um if you could if you haven't please go to apple itunes uh, podcast app and search for championship leadership and if you could leave us a five-star rating and written review so that we can continue to get this message and these incredible stories from our guests out to more and more people to find out more about what I'm up to and, and some of the other episodes that I have and the programs that, that are going on here with Championship Leadership, go to natebailey.org. Our guest today is Monty Heath, an incredible man, uh, served our country. Uh, he was a former Navy SEAL and he's been a guest of this show in the past as well. So it was great to have Monty on back here today. He had an incredible experience that I wanted to bring him on and share with the listeners um he went and he's he's had some some personal things going on some thoughts of suicide and and so he went back to a place in mexico to get some treatment done and went through this process once before but didn't fully commit to it we talk about all of that talk about everything that he's been experiencing and talking about the power of this treatment uh it was a, the type of therapy a very natural treatment or medicine uh, often referred to as the God molecule uh, that I've heard a lot about. And I haven't talked to too many people that have had the experience. And so I wanted to bring him on and, and see what that was all about and, and for him to shed a little bit more light on that. So without further ado, uh, you can check him out on Facebook, Parlor, and Instagram. Uh, he's got a uh, uh, podcast as, as, as well called The Full Monty as well as uh, you can check them out at montyheath.com, and that's M-O-T-Y-H-E-A-T-H. Without, without uh, that, without further ado, let's get into the show. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. Championship Leadership Podcast. We got a, we got a two-timer here, uh, Monty Heath with us, uh, former Navy SEAL, and uh, thanks for being here. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, like I said, yeah, you, you were on a while back now, and and then I saw that you were taking a trip. Uh, did you go to Mexico? Is that right? Yeah. Mexico to do some psychedelics. So 
uh, you wrote a blog post that I read through and, and was just interested to come on and, and have you maybe talk about that and share whatever you want as far as that experience goes and what's going on for you. It's, uh, it's interesting to me. So I reached out and you, you said he'd come on. So uh, maybe you let us know, yeah, what was, what was that trip about? It was your second trip. Is that correct? Yeah. So I went, I, I did that same exact trip back in January. And uh, there's, uh, there's a particular nonprofit out there that'll pay for these sorts of things. And uh, they paid for me to go last time. But, um, and I, I had some great results, but I didn't, I didn't think I got everything done that I wanted to get done. And then I had some more issues, kind of like more suicidal ideations if we're cutting right to it uh, in between. So I wanted to go back and uh, I contacted that, eight, that organization again. They're like, dude, we can't pay for you because we've got, we've got 80 people waiting to go their first time. And I was like, okay, great. And uh, just so happened a spot opened up and uh, the, uh, the, the doctor's organization that puts that treatment together cut me a deal and uh, I couldn't, couldn't pass it up. So booked a plane ticket out there and, and went out and got it done. Got it. Is that a fairly expensive trip otherwise? It's, uh, it's about four grand for the weekend, all inclusive. So not really. I mean, I, you well, know, it's, yeah. it's money well spent if it's, yeah. if it's for your mental health and if, you know, can turn your life around. Yeah. So, well, yeah, I, so uh, you've had some, with dealing with suicidal thoughts and things like yeah. that. Yeah. And it's, it's not logical, meaning I have no desire. I never had any desire to die. I mean, I got a wife and kids that I don't want to leave. Um, I never came up with a plan. It's just kind of these thoughts, these, these intrusive thoughts that pop into your head and whether you want them there or not, they, they pop up. And, uh, you know, the more people I talk to, um, the more veterans, more combat veterans, and, or even it doesn't have to, you don't even have to be in the military to have so, yeah. you know, suicidal thoughts, but the more people I talk to, the, it's more, um, you know, a lot of people have those intrusive thoughts that they don't want there and they pop up. So, you know, this is, this is kind of one way to, to get rid of them and it. It's uh, it's pretty interesting stuff. So is this dealing, uh, back to your experiences that you've had, uh, inside the military? PTS? Yeah. I, yeah. But I, yes and no, I'd say most of my stuff is childhood related. And, okay. you know, I've been working with veterans for the last six years or so that, that are suicidal and, yeah. you know, have suicidal attempts or whatever. And I would say, um, close to, if not 100% of the people that I've spoken to had childhood trauma first, mm -hmm. that maybe the military or combat just kind of layered on top. And I would say, uh, my, my military and combat experience sort of healed me or made me better. So I, I don't even really okay. blame much of it on that. Yeah. 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 So you, you went in January, you had the experience, maybe you could talk about that first and, and what that was like and what, because I've, you know, I listened to Joe Rogan. He talks about psychedelics a fair amount DMT, which I think yeah. is part of what you yep. took in this experience. It, it, maybe it's, it was said differently in your, in your blog, three M E O D five. -E -O. Yeah, there's, five. Yeah. There's different types of DMT. And first of all, what we're talking about here is plant-based. So okay. this isn't made by man. This is, this is plant-based yeah. and made by God, if you believe in God and uh, two substances, Ibogaine and then five M E O D M T. Ibogaine uh, comes from a root, the I Iboga tree. It's a, it's a, it's a root. And that's a longer course. So you eat that, you, you ingest it. And that's like, I don't know, six to 10 hours long. Um, it can be intense, but not crazy intense like the 5-MeO DMT. The 5-MeO hits you 
for like five to 10 minutes and then you're sober again. So it's a skyrocket up, skyrocket down and you're done. Um, and that's, that's, uh, generally from a toad from the, uh, from yeah. a, uh, a Sonoran frog, the, the venom in the, in the, uh, in their glands and the toads. But yeah, it's, it's, uh, stuff that came from this planet and, uh, has great results. Yeah. Talk about that. How does, uh, how do you get results from it? Yeah. So on the, so the Ivy game is pretty interesting. It's called the stern father or, you know, also known as the stern father, which is like a perfect description of it. And what you want to do is you want to set intentions before you do that. And you want to think about your baggage and think about your trauma and think about what you want to accomplish. Uh, again, these aren't party drugs. This isn't something that you have a good time on. Like this is right. work, like especially Ibogaine. I would say it's like 10 years of therapy in about 10 hours or can be. Okay. So you set your attentions, you, you consume this, this drug and it kicks in about an hour to two hours. And then you start to ask it questions. You, you know, whatever your whatever's personal for you, you ask it and you know, you're kind of asking those questions to your ancestors, to your older, wiser self. Um, and you get answers. And what's really crazy about Ibogaine is you're completely sober. You have your wits, you have your personality, but you're also in a dream state. So you have your eyes closed and you have blindfolds or, or sleeping shade over your eyes, but you still see perfect images. So with your eyes closed, you see like SD or HD images coming straight into your brain, which is, which is crazy. So yeah. you, you, you kind of work through your stuff. You are given, you're given answers that you can't come up with or haven't come up with on your own. And, uh, and it's a pretty monumental experience. Now, 5-MEO is completely different. 5-MEO, you smoke and it hits you. You hold it in and then you let it out. And by the time you're letting it out, it's pretty much hitting you. And apparently it's like the fastest drug that crosses the blood-brain barrier. And, uh, and you're gone. Like Words are not strong enough to describe that experience. And I mean that like words might be one trillionth of a percent strong enough to describe that experience. Yeah. The first time I did it, it was all about love. I, uh, I, I basically met God and I'm not a Christian. I'm not a, I don't go to church, but I met this big giant ball of love and light and I could feel it like to the cellular level. And, uh, you know, I woke up from that experience and I told the healer counselor woman, um, you know, it's all about love. And that, that was, that was a game changer in itself. Fast forward to this time, I got more work done on Ibogaine. I got some answers. I got, I got a compliment from my dad that I had never got in my entire life, and he's, he's mm -hmm. dead. And uh, I think if I had gotten that compliment, which I'm going to keep private, yeah. I, I wouldn't have had a life of anger. I wouldn't have started drinking heavily at 12 to blackout and um, doing all these self-destructive behaviors. So that, that right there made it all worth it. And then I had a completely different 5-MEO experience which was basically uh, dying and then being reborn. And the dying part is something that I've wanted to do, you know, either subconsciously or consciously since I was 12. Like I've been semi-suicidal since I've had all this childhood drama. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I immediately woke up and knew I wasn't going to dip anymore. Uh, I already quit drinking, but if I was drinking heavily, I would have quit that too. And I, and I just, I woke up a different person. I woke up like, wow, I don't, I don't need to be so self-destructive anymore. I just completed that goal. Now it's time to like eat fruit and, and, and treat my body right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember reading that. I was like, I kind of smiled or laughed for whatever reason. Uh, I'm not sure why when, when you wrote that in your blog, but uh, yeah, time to eat fruit. 
I was like, okay. all right. <laughs> um, so, well, what's, if you're willing to share as much as you're willing to share, like what some of the self-destructive behaviors you just you mentioned, you, it's time to be done with those. Were there, what were some of those things that were going on for you? Um, well, you know, drinking was the biggest one. I drank from like 12 until this past year. I finally okay. got a DUI this, this past February and thank God I didn't kill anybody. Yeah. Um, but I, I just drank to oblivion. I, I drank to get hammered. I drank to, no one was going to stop me. And, you know, 12, 15, 18, 20 drinks was, was normal. Yeah. And, uh, it was just kind of that behavior. I've, I used to ski off cliffs and do wheelies at hundred miles an hour and all, all these other things. Um, you know, tobacco use out the yin yang. And I mean, whatever, whatever yeah. was around that was self-destructive and fun, like you, you'd probably see me doing it. And, uh, and if you have that kind of back in your mind, suicidal or life doesn't matter or my life doesn't matter because I had shitty self-worth because of, I think my father, if I had to, you know, blame mm-hmm. it on somebody, not that I'm not, uh, responsible and, and accountable for my own actions, but if we're being yeah. serious, like where did yeah. that come from? That's, that's where it came from. Um, so those behaviors, just the idea of, of knowingly putting stuff in your body, that's not helpful. Um, is, is sort of quickly and, you know, gone from my life in a, in a 10 minute experience. Yeah, that's interesting. So what were some, were some of those things, obviously you had in January, then you had the GUI in February. So that first yeah. experience didn't, uh, necessarily. Um, I didn't get anything out of Ibogaine the first time. The no. first time I, I, um, first of all, I didn't fast long enough. I, uh, I was consuming a lot of THC at the time. Um, I think, and I think I was a little bit lazy. I, I, I kind of wanted to just consume the drug and have it take me for a ride, you know, yeah. like kind of just be a spectator and, and watch this thing, um, work through my problems as opposed to like, no, you have to work. Like I have to ask the questions and I have to get into the nitty gritty and I have to be an active participant in this thing. It's not going to just take me for a ride and fix me. Yeah. So the, I began, it, um, it didn't, it didn't really work. So the next time I went back this time, I said to the doctor, I want to, I want to up the dose. Uh, I didn't consume any THC for weeks. Um, I fasted for 15 hours. I really did a lot of work on the front end in terms of intentions and things that I wanted to work through. And, uh, and this time, you know, the first time I, I didn't feel anything for like two hours. And this time I could feel it within about 45 minutes starting to come on. So I knew it was going to be a different experience. And actually the two nights before I knew it was going to be a different experience. And this is kind of woo woo and um, everything I was, everything said so far is, is like factual and actual, but this, this is like at the little woo woo part. Yeah. I could feel that I began speaking to me two days before I even took it. And, uh, it, it's, it didn't allow me to sleep. Like I, I couldn't sleep the night before at all. I had zero sleep. So I, and I think that actually added to the effect and, you know, any, anytime you talk with people that have had visions or, or throughout history that had visions like sleep deprivation is definitely a part of it. It's, mm-hmm. it's helpful. Um, so yeah, all those things put together made the experience, um, hit harder, last, last longer and, uh, gave me the, gave me the experience I was looking for. Some of my friends, you know, I've got a lot of friends and a lot of acquaintances that have been through it. And, uh, some of them are one and done, you know, they go one time and then they're, they're, they're done, they're changed. And some of them have to go back two or three times. So, uh, it's not a guaranteed win. Uh, the first time you go, but I haven't spoken to anybody. And I mean, anybody that hasn't gone at least one, two or three times that haven't had a life-changing experience doing it. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, that's interesting. Um, so yeah, it sounds like the first time you weren't fully, uh, uh, maybe submitting to the process and really completely going in almost in a way just like, oh, all right, I'll try this thing. And, you know, not taking it totally serious like you did the second time. Is that fair? That's fair. Yeah. yeah. Um, and of course, yeah, it seems like the experience would be much different because of that. What you talked about God a few times. I know you said you're not a Christian, but then there's many that believe in God and that are not Christians. Of course, there's many religions out there. Um, I've heard, yeah, it's called the God drug, right? Or God or, molecule. Uh, God molecule, yes. And, uh, or the pathway to, to God um, from a lot of people that have gone through that experience. So do you believe in, in God or is that? I uh, do believe in God. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do believe in God. I just, I guess I've, I have experienced a lot of brands if we want to call them brands. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I was a born again Christian in high school for the wrong reasons, basically uh -huh. a, a girl. Yeah. Um, so that, that doesn't really count. I went yeah. to Catholic school for a year. Um, that was, that wasn't, that wasn't me. Um, so I've experienced, and, and now I, I read up, I, I, you know, I'm educated. I'm somewhat, you know, I've read a lot of the texts I've read portions of the Bible many times, several times. Um, so yeah, I believe in God. I'm just not sure man has it figured out. And I'm, and I, yeah. and I don't like the idea of any one religion saying like, we've got it figured out. And if you don't believe our version, you're going to hell. I, I don't really appreciate that part. So yeah. I don't, I, I don't, I don't have it figured out, but yeah, I, I don't think life came from rocks yeah. and uh, yeah. I do think there is a creator and uh, I'm pretty darn sure I met him that first time or it. Yeah. And uh, I don't, I don't know what else to say about it. What, what, what do you, what's, where are you on religion? And yeah, that's a good question. I'm uh, trying to figure it out. I've never had that convicted faith. I've done some studying into Christ and his life. And, and there's a lot of data that, uh, that really kind of backs up the fact that he was real and that his story's real. But at the same time, I've, I don't, I've, I, I'm not that one that has a conviction that I've seen in other friends that I have that like they're very truly Christian and, and believe in Christ and believe in everything in the Bible. And so that's kind of, I'm kind of on that journey trying to figure it out. Yeah. Have you seen The Chosen? I haven't. No, I've, I've, I've heard of it. It's like I a haven't ten part, seen it. Yeah. It's like a 10 part series. Is it good? Uh, it's, it's amazing. You can only yeah. see it um, like through an app. I think it's called The Chosen app. Yeah, 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 I am familiar with the app. I, I yeah, like and uh, I just watched it a couple of weeks ago, and I mean, it's it's pretty amazing. You know, you've got to believe. You've there's a lot of things in there that are divine that you have to, you know. Yeah, like he like you always heard about Jesus turning water into wine. Well, it tells you that story. It shows you that story. What the heck they're talking uh -huh. about, and some of the other miracles he he pulled or he did. Yeah. Um, I don't know. The next book yeah. I'm going to read, I keep getting recommended to read this. It's called, um, I don't have enough faith to be an atheist. Okay. And, uh, I'll let you know what, uh, what happens. Yeah, when definitely I read dude. The book that, that got me was, uh, when I watched, there was a movie called a case for Christ and then uh, by Lee Strobel. And I wrote, mm -hmm. I read the book. He was an atheist. He was also an investigative journalist and he's like, all right, I'm going to prove that this is not right. And then the further he did, Doug and the more interviews he did and the more research and evidence he found to basically, uh, today he's a pastor and a, you know, strong believer. So. Well, as anyway. another piece of anecdotal evidence, if you want to call it that my youngest son almost died last year, he was in the hospital for 51 days in a coma and completely unresponsive for like a week and a half, like slow brain waves. Uh -huh. Um, and nobody thought he was going to make it. 
including all the doctors. Like when we would say something like we're walking out of here, they would just kind of be like, uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, we had everybody and their mother praying for us. And, uh, you know, he got out of there. He made it. Yeah. And he wow. shouldn't have. Um, so there, there's yeah. obviously a lot of cases for God. And definitely. I just don't have it figured out yet. But in terms of 5-MEO, I would suggest that you do it. There's plenty of ways to do it. You don't have to do that whole weekend. Uh-huh. Um, there's, uh, there's a good amount of churches and religious churches that are starting to pop up in, in the United States that are allowed to, to do it okay. and, get, and give that medicine. Yeah. Um, or you can do the full-blown weekend, and I'll, and I'll, yeah. I'll hook you up with them. I'd be um, interested but, in that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the Ibogaine is a lot of work and it's, it can be dark and it can be scary and it can be intense. So if you, th- if, if you think you need that, then that's great. But if you just want to kind of dabble and see if you can meet God, I, I would say five yeah. MEO DMT and, and the kind of the medical reasoning behind this is, or at least what I, what I hear is that when we die, there's, I think it's called the pineal gland, the pineal gland gets squeezed and we, and a bunch of stuff gets released, dopamine, serotonin kind of, you know, everybody that has that near death experience talks about the big, bright, white light and the feeling of love. And that's kind of what's going on there. Um, to my, to my understanding. So it does replicate death, like on a medical level. Um, and then, you know, just the, the, the feeling of being reborn is, I don't know, you can't even put words to it. It's, it's, I've consumed a lot of, I've consumed just about everything you can on this planet. And um, 5-MeO DMT is unlike everything else, period. Not even remotely uh, yeah. close to anything else. Uh, how much do you remember? It seems like you uh, remember a fair amount from that experience, you know, just reading through how you were talking about the things that you remember seeing, the dirt bike, the flag, you know, some of the other things. And um, I don't know when I'm reading through it, I'm like, man, I don't know if I would be able to remember all of that, that, that you go through. Is it still, is it stick pretty vividly for you? You remember just, you remember everything on the Ibogaine because you're, you're with it. You are okay. not, you are sober. You have a completely, okay. utterly sober mind. You know, I don't know if you've ever done shrooms or acid or anything like that, but yeah. you know, you think differently. You, your, your ego is different. Your personality is different. You think differently. None of that. Like you are exactly who you are. So yeah, you, you can remember every bit of it. The five MEO memory doesn't come into an account. Like, like words are not strong enough. Memory doesn't come into account. You can't explain the experience. It's like a mixture of emotions, thoughts, feelings, you know, it's just too much. It's too much for the human brain to like, if you, like if you were to do five MEO and try to write down what you just experienced, it it wouldn't happen. It would be impossible. And, and I, and I, I can't, I can't, and I can't say that enough, but the moment you did it, you'd be like, Oh dude, I know what the F you are talking about now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So what, uh, what's it like to go home after that experience? It's pretty interesting to, um, so first of all, the weekend is very healthy. Um, no politics, no technology, no, no news. Um, we don't even eat meat. You're like, you're eating vegetables and fruit the whole time. Uh-huh. And then to jump back into, you know, 2020, which I'm not, I hate 2020 and yeah. I can't stand the politics. Yeah. And, uh, it's weird. It's weird to come from like this, you know, like I'm not a hippie, like I'm not a, right. I, I was a, you know, a door kicker and, and, and you know, I yeah. like anthrax yeah. Pantera and Red Bulls and <laughs> right. coffee and dip. And so anyway, you're like a hippie for a weekend and then you jump back into this weird 2020 society and it's, uh, it's difficult. It's, it's a, it's a bit of a transition. 
you know? And, yeah. and uh, you know, pol- like I'm big on politics, uh, but the more p- politics you consume, the more aggravated you get. But what's yep. the answer? Like burying your head in the sand and, and not knowing anything. So right. I, don't, I don't know. I'm going to have to find that happy medium between being educated, but not, not, not being aggravated with what's going on on the planet. What about uh, your family? Yes. Yeah, I got a, a wife and uh, two boys. Uh, what's it like coming back home from that experience? Did they well, ask you about it? Yeah, like, it's pretty interesting because the 14-year-old yeah. uh, knew what I was doing. My wife yeah. told them what I was doing. And he had a lot of questions and, and I actually had him read the blog post, you know, probably a couple of years ago, I wouldn't one of them wouldn't have want him to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he read it and, uh, you know, he, uh, he had more questions and, uh, you know, he's never done any drugs. So at 14, he's already like on a much better path than I was. I, I, yeah. like I said, I would have been, I, I probably had been drunk 50 times by the time I was 14, like yeah. to blackout drunk. Um, so it's, uh, but, but they see the positive effects. Like, you know, I was, I was dipping Copenhagen when I left and I came back and I'm, I'm not dipping anymore. Or, you know, I haven't gotten you know, I don't get angry all the time, but I haven't, I've haven't gotten angry since I got back. And I, I, they'll probably notice that sooner or later, like, Hey, you know, I just talked back to dad and he didn't, he didn't (laughs) grit his teeth at me. Like what's, he's not getting angry. Like, like he was before what's, what's going on here. So they, they, they see the positive effects. Okay. Yeah. It's weird talking about drugs with the kids, obviously, you know, I, I yeah. don't want my kids doing drugs. I don't think any human should do drugs before the age of 25 because your brain is still forming. Yep. Um, and I actually grew up doing no drugs because I had a middle brother that was a, a professional boxer that, who destroyed his life by drugs. He, uh, Daniel Heath, he's actually in the New England Boxing Hall of Fame and uh, he, he kind of and you can't even really understand him and he like, he ruined his life by drugs. So I, I didn't, I didn't do any until I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know, 37. Yeah. That's interesting. What's, um, you know, what, yeah. What's, what do you have? Any, anything else that you can say that you haven't yet that, uh, just on the experience for who, you know, who, who should, who would you recommend experience yeah. this? Is this something that everybody should experience at some time? Is it, you know, yeah. Okay. So I would say every human being on the planet needs to do five MEO DMT yeah. because it's just a whack experience that is going to open your mind and, and you're probably going to meet God. Um, yeah. Ibogaine is, is a lot of work and can be scary. Um, so that's, that's, you know, that's, that's iffy, but, but let me say this, these aren't the only medicines or drugs that are out right now that, that are doing great work. Uh, more and more uh, places in the U S have been approved for ketamine. Ketamine is like a, is like a, um, I guess it's like a tranquilizer, like a horse tranquilizer, but it's so safe. They give it to babies. And, um, so anyway, small dose, microdose ketamine is being used more and more. And, uh, okay. uh, firsthand account, I had a friend that was doing, uh, terribly bad and, and drinking every night, doing Coke every night, um, spending his, his life in a strip club and, and, you know, while he was married and doing all the wrong things, one ketamine, uh, treatment stopped it all. He went wow. from being like a boozing suicidal maniac to um, back back to normal. Um, they're having good um, they're having good treatments with MDMA or you know street drug ecstasy. Uh, that's really opening up um, guys that uh, specifically don't want to talk or won't talk or have never talked and have never been vulnerable and have never been opened up. Uh, MDMA is doing good stuff there. Probably heard about ayahuasca. That's also DMT. Yeah. I haven't done ayahuasca. I'm going to do that next probably. 
And um, I, apparently it's a little more feminine, you know, and more of a, more of a colorful emotional ride than okay. the stern father I began, which is more harsh and kind of like digging down into your stuff and like mandatory exposure to your, to your shit. Um, so yeah, there's, uh, there's more and more places that are doing it in the U S and, uh, you know, and if you can't get it done in the U S that's why places go to Mexico because they have uh, mm-hmm. different standards. The good news is, is there's plenty of places out there that are safe. Uh, for example, this, this, uh, the place that I went to, when you go there, the first thing you take is a piss test because there's some things that you cannot, um, you can't have in your system. Yeah. Uh, heroin, okay. alcohol are bad interactions, even sure. Adderall and some of the, the methamphetamines and the, um, the ADD drugs you can't have in your system. So they give you okay. a piss test right on the spot. They give you an EKG and then uh, to check your heart. And then when you consume or right before you consume medicine, or actually after you consume the medicine, they hook you up to that EKG again. So you're laying there all night on Ibogaine with an EKG hooked up. You have a pulse ox on your finger. There's two nurses there that spend the entire night with you. And uh, yeah, so it's, it's a controlled, yeah. uh, controlled medical environment. And uh, I hear something funny that happened on Ibogaine that I didn't put in that blog was um, you puke a lot. And I puked five times. The first oh, time really? I puked, yeah. First time I only puked once, but this time I puked five times and it's supposed to be part of the process. It's like purging. It's like purging okay. your shit. Yeah. But anyway, the funny part was, uh, every, every time that I puked, um, I farted. So, <laughs> so five times I, I puked and farted at the same time. And even in that state, I thought that was funny. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> the nurse didn't think it was funny, but I, I was cracking up over right. it. <laughs> yeah. So you were actually laughing at the time? I actually laughed at that. Yeah. 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 No, I'm trying to uh, just picture what, what it's like when you do that in my mind, you're just kind of out of it, but yeah, but you're not out of it. You're not yeah. out of it. You're it's the weirdest thing. I began is um, the only substance I can think of that there is something else going on. Like you're basically in a lucid dream state. You have access to your dream state, but you're also completely sober and uh, completely with it. It's, it's a weird combo. Mm. You know? Why did they, why are those two done together? Yeah. Or, the, you know? So it, they're done together and they're done in that sequence specifically sequence. because, because the, the Ibogaine, basically you, you get to work through your stuff. You get to, um, you get to figure things out. You get to work through your trauma, work through your baggage. Let me give you, let me give you a good story. Uh, I wish this would have happened to me, but it happened to a guy next to me on the first, the first event. And he was okay. a, a force recon guy, a Marine force recon. By the way, everybody there was either SEALs or Force Recon um, okay. on my two trips. But the Force Recon guy, he gets in this room and this presence, the stern father, is, is ripping stuff off the wall. And he's ripping stuff off the wall and he's like, you see this? You see this shame that you've felt since you're 12 years old? You don't need that anymore. And he would rip something off, off, off the wall and, see, and say, you see these suicidal tendencies you've had right here since you were 10? You don't need that anymore. And just go around the room and basically pick apart the dude's baggage and, wow. ex- and show him and explain to him why that's not helpful in his life anymore. And the dude wakes up a different person. So it's not, it's, not, it's not too much to say that it can be like 10 years of therapy in about eight to 10 hours. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing stuff. That's incredible. It's going to be very uh, surreal too to see someone wake up and completely be different. Yeah. Um, interesting. Well, I appreciate you coming on and, and taking some time today to, to share your experience. I think, uh, 
hopefully this will help somebody that's listening that has been thinking about it, that's heard about it, that's been, you know, that might, you know, be that little nudge they need to go and, and take this experience as well. If you've, if you've tried other things and they haven't worked, therapy, whatever, um, and you can't, write, you can't find the, the right human to speak to, um, these types of procedures and, and treatment plans are out there now. And uh, thank God they are, and uh, they work. I mean, I don't, I don't know what percentage they work, but from everybody that I've talked to, it's pretty close to 100%. If, oh, if not the first yeah. time, then the second or the third time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's powerful. So, well, thank you, Monty. I appreciate it. What are a few ways that we can, they can, people can follow you and continue to, to follow your story um, outside of this episode here? Yeah. I've got um, I've got a new website that I'm putting up. It's up now. It's it's uh, it's all right. It's it's I'm working on it. MontyHeath.com, M-O-N-T-Y-H-E-A-T-H.com. I've got a podcast called The Full Monty. There's actually two of them on the planet. I'm the one with the with the whip. And uh, yeah, my my latest nonprofit that I'm working with is One Mile, and uh, One Mile is this cool organization that um, the next event that we have is the race across America next June. We have an oh, eight really? person, yeah, we have an eight person cyclist team. That's, that's awesome. That's going to freaking ride a bike from uh, Oceanside, California to Maryland yeah. uh, to raise awareness for people suffering in silence. And, uh, and vet to CEO, I am always helping out with vet That's another nonprofit that helps, uh, veterans, uh, in entrepreneurship for nothing. What's, uh, one mile to tell, tell me what is, where's that come from? What's the one mile was started by a couple of civilians actually that, that care about, um, care about veterans, care about people suffering in silence. And, uh, it's a great organization We're we're getting more and more powerful. We've got a bunch of heavy hitters on board and, um, it's event. It's events based, and uh, okay. like I just came on several months ago, and I run a podcast for them. So you can actually go to uh, any of the the platforms, you know, Spotify, iTunes, yeah. and look at the One Mile Podcast, and I'm the host on there. And uh, yeah, it's 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 a great group of people that's that's doing really cool things. And uh, June of 2021, I think it's the third week of June. I'm going to be a crew chief, so I'm going to be helping people out, and I'm actually I'm not going to be biking, but Maybe if somebody gets hurt, I'll bike, but support crew, yeah. support group and uh, crew and, and yeah, one mile. What is, what is one mile? Where's that name come from? Um, I, I think one mile at a time, you know, okay. I, I don't yeah, know where it came sense. from specifically, but we could figure that out. Um, no, that, that makes sense. One mile yeah. at a time for sure. Yeah. All right, Monty. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right, Nate. You have a good one, buddy. You too. Ain't no five and no six. I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, Nature going home. I missed my life, missed my wife. For 15 months, she was all alone. But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't all right. I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera. I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable from my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years of marriage. It's never been better than this. And we got three kids, that's who I do it for I'm called to be a leader I'ma lead the way Cause I'm a firm believer We can do anything we want If I said it then I meant it I probably already did it Consider it done Consider it done If you need some
Nate Bailey.